0: Let's go.
1: Good morning everyone and welcome to all things us, our podcast and happy fall. As some happy? of us do like oh. that.
2: <laughs> yes and I, and for those of you in the southern hemisphere happy spring. Absolutely. <laughs> I love watch I love seeing the pictures that um, Franca has been posting of her garden and mm-hmm. I know it's kind of such a beautiful change of season. Um, and of course, uh, we have, at least in our neck of the woods, have been having stunningly beautiful fall weather. Uh, it's been really, really kind of picture-perfect 70s and 50s and 60s in the evening, so it's, and very dry. It's been, it's been lovely uh, after so much rain. And flooding that we've had in our
1: area. And the fact that I can turn the friggin' air conditioner off and keep my window open, (laughs) to me, is heaven. Absolute heaven.
2: (laughs) This is true. This is true. Although, you know, I'm I'm still excited that it's warm enough during the day that I don't need a coat. Um, Oh, I'm I'm right there. I I I am a fan and advocate for the endless summer. If I, I had the are. means, if I win this lottery, that's up to, what, $635 million? And,
1: and if you take the full lump sum, it's over $400 million, which means they'll probably take about $200 million in taxes. <laughs>
2: Actually, I think they take about 25%, right? Okay. Isn't that what it is?
1: I, I thought sure. it was closer to 50. I don't know. Whatever.
2: I I think we do well. Mm-hmm. And like, as I said before... If I would win the lottery, we would all—I would pay for everybody to come to some event. Somehow, we'd do some kind of get together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? How much fun would we have, guys?
1: Oh gosh, we'd have a great time. Yeah, so. we would. We would.
2: And I'm hmm. seeing um, SR Fox is wishing wishing everyone good afternoon or good morning, as good the help. case may be. Yeah.
1: And, um, and SR Fox is doing a a, a read of the a book club of the Florentine series on Twitter and Instagram. So follow her. It's really good. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing the prints. I think we're going to be going into the next chapter this week. And if I'm not SR Fox, let me know. But yeah, it's really good and I'm enjoying it. So getting to reread the Florentine series is a lot of fun. And if you haven't read it, pick it up where you get your books.
2: Oh. And Black Lab Lady says she's bummed she'll have to miss the next two live podcasts. She'll catch up at a later date, but she'll be up north in Maine the next two yeah. weekends. I envy
1: enjoying you, enjoying
2: fall foliage and awesome wildlife. No Wi-Fi at the camps. Ah, oh. oh. Black Lab I, I Lady, fantastic! Still,
1: I envy you. I love that area of the country. It's and especially in the fall, it's gorgeous. It is yes. gorgeous. And, yes. the, and the house we used to stay in at Pemaquid Point, a little cabin. It was great because there was a lobster um, uh, co-op. just You could walk to it from uh, from the house. And in the middle of the bay, there was a uh, seal that used to come up every morning, and greet you, and then you're having your coffee outside. It was great. <laughs>
2: so. And I should say, Black Lab Lady, uh, if... if- You can message me or connect. Um, I am coming up to your neck of the woods early next week, which is this week. Um, I don't know if there's any way we could finagle some kind of meetup, but I'll be up as far as as Portland. Um, So just putting it out there.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I'm I'm traveling with a bunch of people, though, so um, I think we're planning to try and be in Portland maybe Tuesday Mm -hmm. into Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So... Just putting it out there. I love to meet our members of our SR family. Um when I can. It reminds me I'm trying to I want to try and get some time, Ashley. If we can connect at some point too, that mm-hmm. would be great. Mm-hmm. Um SR Fox is saying where she is, there's high of fifty with lots of rain. Fall hasn't started off that great. Sorry to hear that. We were in the rainy, 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 and I think the rain is coming back to us because of Tropical storm or Hurricane Sam Mm -hmm. off the
1: coast. Um, Yeah, but it's far enough off the coast where you'll be affected. If on the east coast of the U.S., you'll be affected by um, some rip currents and uh, a little bit higher than normal tides. Other than that, it's all out in the ocean. And if you get a chance, go look at one of the weather apps because they have a drone that was dropped into the middle of the storm.
2: Yes, at the ocean level, it
1: was incredible incredible
2: it's the first time they ever were able to have something smack in the middle of the storm usually mm. they have to drop things in but they were able to fly the drone and it's really amazing footage if yeah. You haven't seen it. yeah um so. yes brenda <laughs> we would be getting into lots of trouble um wouldn't it be great though we would have so much fun ah. A lot. So. <laughs> and Anna's saying, Morning all. Congrats to the Varsity Hawks for winning the Steve Bryan Memorial Cup. Great way to start hockey
1: season. Yay, 91. That's so ah, great. That's terrific.
2: Oh, congratulations.
1: And she also points out that, that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And she's 14 years clear, which is
2: fantastic. Awesome. I know. As Anna notes, Please get checked.
1: Yep.
2: Feel your boobies as one of the campaigns that they have locally here. um, (laughs) That was created by a a young survivor. Like she was in her twenties and had breast cancer and she came up with that campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just another reminder to everyone to try and be mindful. Um, There's a lot of chat. I want to make sure I'm catching some of the good, all the goodness here. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know Betty. Betty. Betty sad. It's sad because Paul doesn't make a special appearance in the Florentine series. I, I can imagine how I, that's I, I, challenging.
1: Yeah. And you know what, Betty, it's better because Ava would be all over him. Literally.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. She says, that's what Betty said. I guess it's better that way. Leave my precious away from Ava or other vampires. Um, yeah, it would be. And I'm hoping to get down to Hotlanta, Cheryl. I have friends there. Um, we definitely would love to come to Atlanta sometimes. Mm. Um, so we shall see. It's kind of a test run. I, I'm a little nervous, frankly, about leaving my mother. But we sh- it sh- we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing I saw was that... Um, Betty noted about um, not just the autumn decor that's out there Mm -hmm. but the fact that they had so many Christmas decorations out and uh, as as some of you saw I was in horror and I posted um, on Twitter I called Pam I was so outraged because I heard Christmas music on the radio (laughs) and it was going on and on and I was driving to my office and I could not believe I was just having a meltdown and I have to clarify. And actually, I need to circle back with SR and tell him it was part of a radio station promotion. They had a spin the wheel of, uh, radio formats and every hour they did a different format. And I just happened to have heard Christmas Christmas hour. (laughs) Um,
1: It's like the children's hour. Mm -hmm.
2: I was so convincing because they had, it was all the promos. I mean, it wasn't just music. It was promos. It was, uh, I was just, I was appalled. I was like, it's barely even fall. Stop. Only people who can do that earlier, Hallmark with the Christmas movies, I can I can let that slide. But my gosh,
1: I I, I would you know. First of all, it's today's the second of October, and it's nine days till Canadian Thanksgiving. Just in case right. anybody's interested, right? But I would wait for the Hallmark movies to happen after Halloween. Right.
2: All they do before
1: they do the twenty second of October mm-hmm. starts, and which. Which when I told my granddaughter, "Oh, good Gammy, then I can come down and watch Hallmark with you," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and "Yeah, we'll watch Hallmark as long as um, Corella is still playing." And the there's some it's a from a book series the something Benedict Society or something that's on Disney Plus <laughs> that we have to watch and down the line so. But it is cute. It is cute. Yes,
2: it's true. And um, as our fox noted about um, Paul uh, last night on the Emmer Zoom, which I was trying to get to, I keep trying. uh, We have to get to the one that we do, which I think is next week, right? I think it is next week. Yes, (laughs) I think we're scheduled for next week. I want to confirm with MJ. I think we'll be covering forty-nine and fifty, and we are ready to go with it. Um, just wanted to make sure we are <laughs> um, able to go on the right week. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be doing that live from Newport. Um, so uh, SR Fox said <laughs> she replayed yesterday's Emmer Zooms and Paul was getting it bad from some of the Zoomers. She had to th- think about you defending him. <laughs> and Betty noted, if Gabriel were a doctor, can you imagine all the ladies would be happy to have him feel their boobies?
1: <laughs> uh, Betty, um, you
2: are hilarious. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes.
1: It's like a, yes. fr- a friend I had in Although in high I would school.
2: actually, I have to say, I would want I would want Gabriel to be my doctor because he is so professional and you know, if he was a if he was a doctor, his persona is very much um, all in professionally and perfectionism and all that kind of stuff. I think he would he would be a very intense doctor. Well, I don't te- know how his technically, bedside man- I don't know how his bedside manner would be, but he would be a really very talented doctor. I think
1: technically, Julio um, is a doctor. He's a doctor of dental surgery.
2: Yes, but Julio's is not Gabriel.
1: That's true, but
2: but I I do think uh, yes I'm sure there are many patients who are happy to see Dr. Baruti, um behind the mask.
0: Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> as
2: they're on the t- as they're on the chair, looking up at that
1: beautiful countenance. Um, it would ease a lot of minds when going through a root canal. Let me put it that
2: way. <laughs> I would just say, just please, please keep talking. Please keep talking. <laughs>
1: I just want to hear your voice. Please keep talking. Yeah, well, he's Um, got the instruments in your mouth. So how was your week? (laughs) Anyway.
2: And Betty noted that her mom's Mm. already started listening to Christmas music this week. Oh, and and feel better. Betty was feeling a little under the weather, so she had to go to bed Mm -hmm. uh, early last night. Um, Yeah, going uh, Hallmark crazy this month, I can, I can
1: honestly state that the... Christmas in the house is still up year-round in certain things. Although wow. Halloween is coming up. We do winter have, is... Oh,
2: as, as my friend reminded me, winter is coming. Yes. <laughs> and I was not happy about that. <laughs> I'm not ready. Um, yes. Well, what are you going to yes. do? What are you going to do? Annie. I know. Um, we actually, yes, Ellie's noting because it's October... We're pulling back. Um, Mm -hmm. Her daughter and her are hitting all the horror movies. Um, (laughs) Yay, October. It's funny, Ellie. I said that to my uh, mom last night on the Converse because my mom and I are both not horror fans. My my kids are. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Now our movies are going to be more limited um, on what's on television because uh, they bring all the classics out. Oh, yeah. Um, And, of course, the new the new release of Halloween um, is going to be mega. It, it seems like that's going to be a really great film for those who love the genre. Like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis can be can, no wrong. She is amazing. I, can, I almost want to see it just because I love her so much, but I'm not going to watch it.
1: <laughs> I can honestly say I have never seen a Halloween movie.
2: I saw. Or I think Freddy Krueger. Part two. Or Freddy yeah.
1: Krueger. None mm-hmm. of them. So. Because as a child, I had very bad nightmares, and my, my mother's brother lived with us, and my sister and I slept on the third floor. And we, uh, the second floor was my mom and dad and a brother and uh, a guest room. Mm-hmm. So when, um, when we would go upstairs at night when my uncle was at home we would be told about the, the man under the trap door, because in my closet there was a trap door to a crawl space in the ceiling. And uh, <laughs> so what we had to hear about the, the trap door and the man up in the attic. Oh my gosh, that's uh-huh, terrible. Uh, and um, <laughs> you know, it, it, there was, fortunately the, the hallways were open so it wasn't like an enclosed stairway and for the to go up to the third floor, there was this, it was a ceiling light that you couldn't just, you know, pull. there wasn't a switch, but it did have a pull cord and this pull cord went down to the second floor. So we, before we would even hit the step, the cord would be pulled to go upstairs. <laughs> so anyhow. Oh anyhow. my gosh. Yeah. He well, was, it, it was interesting. That would be,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'd
1: feel about that. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, yeah. Here's just one more, one other thing he did one time, and uh, we didn't know. My good friends uh, Barbara and Peter McFarland. Uh, Peter uh, passed away of COVID in November, but the, the Barbara and Peter, my sister and I, were left home alone while our parents went out to dinner. Oh no! And I, I, think, I smell trouble. I think we we were. I think it was a Barbara and I were. We're 11 or 12 years old, and, and Patty and Peter were probably about eight or nine. Normally, it would have been fine. We'd go we'd go watch TV. We'd be doing whatever and have a great time. Well, there was a knock at the dining room window and with a man in the window. We didn't know who it was. So... My our kitchen we had um like an alcove that had the dishwasher, the sink, and the stove and the refrigerator. And uh, before you got to anywhere else in the kitchen, and so we pulled this bench from the kitchen table across the opening of the alcove, and the four of us sat there with butcher knives or with knives in our hands. Oh thinking. my gosh, Pam. <laughs> Thinking that we were you know, attacked or whatever, and defending the roost. And then, of course, this is before cell phones, so you get scared anyway. And about an hour, an hour and a half later, who come walking in? But our parents are <laughs> all sitting there with these knives in our hands, and they're like, "What the hell are you girls kids doing?" And we <laughs> told them. And here was my uncle. Purposely went to the window, knocked on the window to scare us.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, it worked. Oh, it worked. <laughs> well, there's a reason why you're not in liking horror movies now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After being so. scared like that. Well, uh, Betty said she watched one Friday the 13th film and parts of The Exorcist. The Exorcist was the movie that I... um, got my got my husband to never watch another horror movie. That well, movie he saw that when he was a kid. He shouldn't have seen it when he was that young. It freaked him out so badly. He
1: also is not a fan of horror. Um, I, I scared my cousin Janie with that one. When that movie came out, I think my cousin Janie was like 10 years old and I took her.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she has yet to let
1: me live that down.
2: <laughs> no, no way. Uh, well, um, as Brenda noted, um, you know, if... Uh, Julio, or Doctor, or Gabriel was, um, or actually, I think you probably were referring to Julio as being a dentist. Just looking yes. into his eyes—that's relaxing. You might need to oh, have yeah. a little a Julio fix to calm down from that. Betty noted she didn't want think she'd want Gabriel to be her doctor. She already stresses about making sure her eyebrows are in shape before going to the hospital for her dad's appointment. She doesn't want to imagine the stress she'd be under just to look <laughs> presentable. <laughs> she said she'd probably look for special outfits like Krista. And Anna said her dentist is an Italian nerd that loves to gossip during her cleaning. Mm -hmm. She said, if only he looked like Julio. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She said, but is Gabriel. So I wouldn't do too much to impress him. But if it were Dr. Norris, I would buy special outfits just for that. Even if it was just a video appointment, of Uh. course you would. Um, Of course you would.
1: And and the SR uh, Fox uh, mentions, and Julio and Melanie's uh, live, he mentioned something about going back to medical school for his new business. It, yes, uh, and, yes. Because I think he's also getting a little bit into the cosmetic uh, thing uh, with uh, some of these cool apps that help move fat around Cos- or yeah. whatever, yeah.
2: That so. would be, I, you know, I did he say he's actually going for his MD? I thought someone said he was going for his... His doctor in medicine.
1: Well, if he's, um, if he's going for an MD, he's not going to be in very many movies. Hmm.
2: I know. I, well,
1: I was, or maybe
2: he's going for a specialty. We might have to dig around a little more on that. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of the actor, not the character, speaking of the actor, Julia Brody, uh, belated birthday wishes Absolutely. to him.
0: Absolutely. This week
2: he celebrated his birthday. Um, there was a lot of love for Mr. Baruti out on the out on mm-hmm. the internet. Um, a lot of I, I love my favorite picture was the one that um, Tosca posted. <laughs>
0: <though>. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were wringing each <laughs> other's necks.
2: That was yep. my favorite one. I just love that so much. I thought it was great, um, and I, I just want to wish him all the best. Um, Absolutely, I'm very we've said this before, just so thankful that we were lucky enough for him to be cast in that role because he just he just brought he brought Gabriel to life. He did, And Absolutely. the intensity and his, his passion and work ethic towards and his commitment to that role is unparalleled. And I will, I honestly will forever be thankful for his his efforts. Um, his performance just is everything we could have wished for?
1: Absolutely um, They both did both Melanie and Julia did, but I his intensity the, he captured the intensity of Gabriel so well. Uh, he really did. He really did. stunning,
2: so. stunning, I mean and a truly beautiful person um, inside and out. Mm-hmm. He has really, really just a great just a great soul. And I'm, I do truly wish the best for him and his family. Mm-hmm. So, SR Fox just was noting um, that Halloween is celebrated differently in England. Uh, here, a group of kids come together and are sent off with a map of the route with the addresses where they can ring the bell for candy. Houses can submit their addresses and can also make a horror house garden, um, whatever they're willing to do. I think that's kind that's of a great. cool idea. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I really think that would be fun. Um, I like that. I like the idea of, you know, having that little map. And I think that'd be fun for the kids to go around. And,
1: and the horror gardens are always so much fun. Cause I know, mm-hmm. I, I know um, when my son was growing up, we'd go out and there were a few houses that you, you you made sure you stopped at because it was like, this one person had a dummy hanging from a tree Mm-hmm. And, you, and you had to walk down this like walkway to get to where their, their house was or their apartment, whatever it was. And you walked in, you got there and you knocked on the door and they were very nice, gave you candy, happy Halloween, you know, the whole nine years. And then all of a sudden someone run up would run up behind you with like a Woody, or, uh, what's that? the the Matt, Freddy Krueger shirt mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so it chased you Oh out. my gosh, yeah. There was another one where there was an apartment building. It was three family house, and you walked in, and each one had their own thing going. So you'd you'd walk up to the top, and then come down, and then out in the, out in the yard, there was all kinds of stuff. And there was this I'll never forget my husband where we walked in, and we're waiting for my son to come back outside, and and Jim was was stand, standing by this quote-unquote dummy in a chair, and all of a sudden the dummy got up, and it was like, it scared him. It was great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then uh, here, my my sister and I uh, have gotten, since I have moved down here, we get together and have this, we do a whole big yard thing. And my mm. brother-in-law does the scaring of people.
2: Oh, my gosh. I no, dress I... up
1: in costume all the time. <laughs>
2: I love dressing up in costume. Mm-hmm. but uh, again, because we are, you know, we are horror averse. Um, <laughs> it depends when my kids were little, we would probably avoid the the scary ones, but the the older kids love it. just love it. Um, and it is fun. I love I even with the horror stuff, I will go a lot of times just to see what they do and how they how they present it and mm-hmm. and what they do. And I just think, people have a lot of fun with it. And I think that's, you know, it's a fun sense of community. It's a fun way to, to kind of show, um, show a little love to your neighbors, Mm -hmm. um, having fun with it. So, um, Sarfox said, yeah, man with the, the, yeah, the man with the chainsaw following the teenagers was a big hit three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. would be great. And black lab lady, thank you for giving us a little more of the details. In an earlier podcast, Julio mentioned he was starting back at med school in September and said he wanted to be able to do more procedures than he can do currently. Not sure if he was referring to dentistry or something more. Yeah, well, maybe he's going back to get additional... Um, additional training. Training because for... I, I know... Maybe know. he is doing cosmetic... De- maybe he's moving more into cosmetic dentistry. Yeah, because I know I I, he was... His specialty is orthodontia, if I recall.
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, the neat, in some countries, with the way the licensures work, you can perform more cosmetic type surgery in a dental office. Uh, so, right. I, I mean, there are dentists here that will do fillers of whatever it is you put in your face besides silicone. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, whatever. So, good luck. It, good it's for him. All... Good for him.
2: Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that he always challenges himself and, and tries new things and yeah, Baron Brenda confirmed that it's for cosmetic dentistry mm-hmm. I was thinking that makes sense because I couldn't imagine him going back for the full MD but I mean he could do it I just know scheduling wise I think that would be
1: It'd be tough because I, I, My former neighbor was a, uh, in medical school and uh, I, I did, when he went into his internships and his residency and, and it all depends upon where you get your residency yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, he was studying in Philadelphia, but his residency was in Ohio. Yeah. So that's... it all depends what's going on. And it's like a three-year, and it's an intense program. So
2: anyhow. Well, if anyone can handle it, and it would
1: be Mr. Baruti, that's for
2: that's sure. That's true.
1: And, Ellie, we are keeping you in our thoughts. I know that the fires out there are... Still horrendous, even though the weather is cooling down here a little bit. It, I know it hasn't been out there, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. She she noted the fire is going, and the local KNP Complex fire has our air quality in the purple level five or more or worse. Um, even the red level is at four now. So, uh, really, Allie, we're thinking of you guys. Yeah. Just make sure you continue to stay out of harm's way. Absolutely. And uh, please keep us posted. Um, it's fire is, uh, is some scary business right there.
1: I know. I mean, um, and this fire season has been absolutely horrible. I mean, I you know you look at at how how much is burned out in California and, and Washington. You know, it, it, the Pacific yeah. Northwest and, and even into British Columbia and and all in Canada they're having all those having it too. So,
2: absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, there's, um, you know the. Our globe keeps talking to us, right? The world and keeps talking at to some us. Point the, in
1: time we'll listen to it.
2: Yes, um, the Hawaiian volcanoes now are active. Mm-hmm.
1: They were, mm.
2: I know they were act, They have some eruptions over in Italy. You know, it's it's always Canary evolving.
1: islands. The Canary Islands. Look at what's going on there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's always evolving. Um, and speaking of always evolving. Yes. So what's we, sh- we should have What's the news from evolved. SR this week? Well, we wanted to we did want to highlight Julia's birthday so. We did.
1: We did. Um, um, the news from the SR world today is he says he uh, he believes that Passionflix will be announcing the release date for Part 1 of Gabriel's Rapture soon, but he does note that it will be in November. Um, Sarah Beth did a great interview with Christian Vitt, who plays Pacciani, and uh, we can talk about that interview later. It's uh, real, it was really good. There is a release date for the Brazilian edition of *The Man in the Black Suit* is fast approaching. Uh, Patrick, passion flex, passion flex is already working on part two of *Gabriel's Rapture*. And as always, oh, I he, love it. he is grateful for, ev- for all the readers and their support. And he hopes that we all have um, a great and safe October. And he's really looking forward to the release of Gabriel's rapture. Yay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Aren't we all,
1: aren't we, are, we all we friends?
2: Are. I mean... I, I have to say, I was super excited. Full disclosure Passion Flicks, um, as a founding member of Passion Flicks, you would think I would have already seen this film, but no, because I did not re- see this film because I didn't read the book until last week. I finally saw Hollywood Dirt, <laughs> which was Passion Flicks' first film mm-hmm. that was released four years ago. Also, this past week. So I wanted to shout out a nod and it was, I believe released September 26th. So um, mm-hmm. give a little love to passion flicks for their fourth anniversary and um, celebrate braiding that film. It was, it was very, very, I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was fun and you know, I'm glad I read the book first, because, I again, I I always think the book's better, Mm -hmm. but it was fun the way they brought it to life. It is. Hollywood Dirt was the movie I just saw. Hi, Shell. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Glad you could join us. And um, SR, I was just going to say, the SR Fox noted that... I just lost it. Oh, after Gabriel and Julie gave sorry, English not my first language, and can recall can't recall the correct word for it. No worries. Um, gave to the Afutsi the box where he kept the illustrations is empty. Maybe there are skulls from his former students. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave would is the right word. That's the way I would portray it too. Um, in terms of having the nightmares that Betty kept mentioning, <laughs> um, his former students probably had. So, yeah, it was fun. Brenda said, y'all should watch, uh, y- y'all should watch Hollywood Dirt. Um, yes, and that one was filmed in Georgia. It was. Um, in uh, Madison and I think Augusta, I think, were the two places they filmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and Ellie noted, because of the fires, last night was homecoming game for Maya's High School. They still held it, but it had to be delayed for 90 minutes. They were waiting for it to drop to level four or three. I had trouble breathing, just driving her there wearing a medical grade mask. So yeah, Ellie, I'm know. sorry. You guys are going with that. Yep. That means we'll have really awesome sunsets in probably
1: a week or two. Cause all the, all that smoke comes East,
2: all that smoke comes East and then eventually crosses Atlantic and hits, uh, where us Fox foxes. So yeah, I, Talk to me about the Christian Vitt article, because I have yet to read it, and I was waiting for it. I knew Sarah Beth would be writing it, and of course, I was just a little um, a little bit, a, t- a wee bit uh, busy this week, and I haven't had a chance to look yet, but I will post the link in the chat box.
1: Okay. Uh it is also a video that she did with Christian Vitt, um, and he was coming to us from London, and he basically spoke about you didn't really about what you know he was from Venice, and he really couldn't give too much away about his character. Although he did like playing him. And uh,
2: oh, I'm sure uh, playing the bad the bad guy is always fun. You know, well, yeah, it, and- it's always fun to play. A, you know, a really, um, a really speaking of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. A really convoluted or. A complex character, um, who's who's wicked or evil or mm-hmm, has lots mm-hmm. of different motivations. I think, um, and especially a character that's so different than your own personality. Um, I just I can't wait to see it. And, I just can't wait. Plus, he's yeah, he's a very very attractive man.
1: He is. He is very attractive, and he he's wearing what they, what uh, Sarah Beth called his Dorn look, and he was part of the dorn contingency in game of thrones Uh, so when you see (laughs) that picture of him it's based on that but he also said that he liked he liked wearing his hair this way because this way when he comes up for a role if he has to have longer hair he has it Mm
2: -hmm. and if he
1: has to cut his hair he can cut it so he and he 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 wears the beard the mustache also ingesting you know because he mm-hmm. can go clean shaven or not, depending upon what the role was. So a lot that, of fle- that, was, that gives a lot of flexibility. It does. It does. And I, you know, he I can see. He does have say, great hair. He does. Uh, he does have great hair. Yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, um, he he was born in Venice, which I've yet to visit because I refuse to go there without by myself. Which may mm-hmm. be a wrong thing, but hey, you know, you do what you got to do. And, um, he has, he studied, he, he went to university in Milan. Nice. He, he and you would, you, would, you guys would probably have a great talk together. I'm serious. Cause he, he, when he got graduated, he worked for a company where he would, he was doing, um, marketing and focus groups and. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. so Right you, up my so, alley. Yeah.
1: Right up your alley. So I think you guys would would get along well with that.
2: I I think we have to try and uh I think we have to try and talk to him
1: yes and <laughs> but you know one of the things he also said was that while he enjoyed his work, it wasn't he had done some acting when he was younger some modeling mm-hmm. and it it just that was it was drawing to him and he was very fortunate to have a family have family that would back him if if something happened so well
2: but, I you know what I feel like that. Is so important, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we, you know, talking to, um, uh, to James.
1: Yeah. It reminded he me He had
2: that. It reminded me, you know, cause he did have, you know, his family was, was supportive of what he was doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even
2: though it was outside the norm of what all his, you know, his mm-hmm. family who's active in business, um, did. Mm-hmm. I just like to hear when, you know, people have a supportive network around them. That's, it's super good. Um, and, yeah, Brenda noted the articles based off of the YouTube interview she did mm-hmm. with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that uh, Brenda noted, he said he likes the villain roles. And mm-hmm. uh, that Sarah Beth said she just wanted to people to get to know him. Um, and now she will do another interview post-movie uh, trailer premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes sense, too, because then he can talk more about the, the film itself and the right. its scenes. Right. And, um, you know, I think it was smart not to be too revealing uh, about what we'll be seeing, even though we know the storyline is still a little bit different. But and he Betty also, noted that he was charming in the video. I'm sure he's he is.
1: Charming. He is. And, you know, he also noted that he loves doing comedy and he likes to play the underdog every now and then because it challenges him. And that's what every actor needs. A good, <laughs>
2: Walter Boo
1: Boo agrees. Yes, he does, and he's <laughs> going, he's he's going to be Walter Boo Booed out the window at some point in time today because <laughs> it's been nonstop all morning. Anyway, um, oh, he's like yes, He's a, he's a little Boo Boo. Anyway, he's um, sweet. so it he, you know he said it was a good experience, and she asked how he got along with Julio. And he says, you know, there were days when we had to be like very intense with each other. So he says, you, for those days, you get you, you know, he worked on his character. He get got he went through his scenes. He says, mm-hmm. it's not a day. Come on, let's go have a coffee. Right. So. Right.
2: You kind of need to, to kind of be in that kind of agitated. Mm-hmm. You, you need to kind of have space you do. and allow you do. yourselves to kind of get into that role. And I'm sure. Um, they're both uh, just watching the clips of Christian. Um, they can really bring intensity. So I cannot wait to see it. And yeah. for SR to be so, um, uh, he was so effusive in his praise that that is Pacciani. Like he saw his, he... his, uh, his, um, scene, I guess mm-hmm. or his reel. And he was, he, SR is very, very, um, strongly endorsed christian's
1: casting he has he has and you know what what uh christian said uh when he just he didn't get the full script he got lines to read and and i'm sure he had to figure out some sort of the personality on that too to just to get right right. but he said you know i just read the lines and i said this is what i'm gonna do this is how i'm gonna portray him and that's Mm -hmm. how he that that was his audition so. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Shell Shel noted, and Shell, this is something um, that I, I've commented on before, too. She said, it's funny, though, um, that when reading Paciani, I don't picture him that way as a good-looking person or just a good person in general. I was the same way. I thought he'd be a little, well, and we haven't seen exactly, we've seen Sills, but exactly how he's going to be styled. But I thought he'd be mm-hmm. a little more skeevy. Yes, SR <laughs> Fox, just. You, I, she said, no, me neither. I was picturing him as a skeezy, slimy figure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think he is, but he's not uh, outwardly as much as inwardly. And well, I think maybe I, for, I for I my think reading that's of the it, point. I think I was reading. I, I think that was what was clouding my, or not clouding, but forming my opinion
1: because if you, down, if you yeah. if, you he was if you just such a sleaze ball. Well, if you notice, Krista was always attra- attracted to powerful strong men. And right. they had they they were good looking, even even to the first time when she in her backstory with her friend's brother. And right. and what she could get. So, I imagined he to be very, you know, good looking, but really Yeah. S- See,
2: I didn't I I didn't think of him. I thought she was drawn to the power not just
1: the physical beauty well there's a certain a lot there's a a lot of attraction physical attraction to a powerful man right in looks as well with the looks Mm -hmm. i mean it's not just all he's powerful powerful with a p to make it passionate but so i i I don't know i I did imagine him to be a good looking type of man yeah yeah well and um shell said
2: i pictured him paunchy balding and self-important and Mm -hmm. um yeah, I didn't. I didn't picture him paunchy. I pictured him a little bit on a more sl- slender, smaller, not as not as virile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just pictured him a little bit more sleazy. But I'm, you know, Sr is the one who created the character, so right. you know, Sr is saying that's Pacciani, That's a, that's Pacciani. and. And I that was my recognition that I was just attaching so much of his negative persona to his physical traits. Um, more so than I need I, I needed to. his 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 nastiness clouded my um, view of his what his appearance would look like. Um, Betty's saying, "I hope Margot gets to travel to Florence for redemption." Um that would be lovely for her. Mm-hmm. I, Margot's just such a great. She I is. really like her. I, I I follow her on on the things on Instagram and Twitter and I just I like her a lot. Yeah, um, she's very sweet. Very sweet. Very woman. sweet. Um another person who plays plays uh, the bad the the villain well. Um, and SR Fox said I hope there's a possibility to do set visits to Italy. That would be wonderful. Um, and Betty's saying, I wonder if they will have flashbacks with her brother, with a flashback with her friend's brother, the math teacher, the priest and professor Pacciani. Yeah. I was curious how, how Mary wrote that. Um, I don't know if I, I, they could do it two ways. They could do flashback scene or they could make some reference. She could make some comment, um, and as she said, in the boss's world, everyone is beautiful, even the rats that walk by Raven and the <laughs> <are> Raven. <running." laughs> Very true.
1: Clean and fluffy rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and on
2: that note, shall we begin the chapter? We should. We should. <laughs> um, and as you will note, if you were, are reading along with us, with Gabriel and Ch- Gabriel's promise, we um, The next couple chapters are super-duper short, um, but because we also want to be able to talk about lots of things, we are are not rushing getting through the book. Um, So we just chose to do Chapter 35 um, on its own this week. And I think next week we talked about doing the two together, right, Pam? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. So as you recall, last week we had our discussion um, chapter 34 focused on Richard and Rachel and their, um, Thanksgiving cleanup. Um, and, and they're really, they're coming together to, to really suss out, um, a lot of Rachel's feelings, um, especially without her mom and kind of that jealousy she's showing towards Rebecca and, and her hurt and just not having her mom there anymore, um, The prior chapter, 33, we were in the orchard with Rachel, with with Gabriel and Julia, and chapter 35 picks up where we left off with them. Um, At the end of the chapter, 33, um, they had just made love um, in the orchard um, after just having a really uh, meaningful, restful time, um, just spending some intimate time together, talking about what might happen, talking about Edinburgh, talking about um, their possible topics for Gabriel's lecture, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the things I love about this, this couple is they do have, have this professional, um, and even not if it's not a professional relationship, they do have this respect for each other's um, intellect. And I love the fact that they were conversing about what, what his ideas might be for the lecture. So they were talking about all these many things. And, of course, um, also just focusing on being together and the fact that um, they have this time by themselves without the baby. Mm-hmm. And slipping away when you have a newborn and tr- really reestablishing and continuing to strengthen and connect those bonds of, of marriage. Um, super important. So they just had a really beautifully intimate, romantic uh, time in the orchard. And chapter thirty five kind of snaps them out of that with one word, one sound, crack. And the noise had Gabriel sit up facing the direction of where it came from. And Julia, you can, and again, if I would love to see this filmed, Um, because I really think this could be very dramatic. Um, And the intensity that uh, Gabriel would have and Julia would bring to the character would be really great with this. You can almost feel the, the tension as this sound happens and Gabriel's jumping up. I mean, Julia, they're naked, right? They're naked. They just made love. They're holding each other, laying on the blanket, looking at the stars. So it's very peaceful. And julia's like what was that and there was a snap and gabriel thought he saw a flashlight um and i thought it was interesting that sr wrote that gabriel um thought it was there was a a flashlight but julia didn't see it apparently so gabriel threw on his pants got his clothes on and julia did too um he was scanning the tree line and he's like, someone's out there. And he wanted, you know, obviously wanted to protect Julia. So he, you know, he told Julia, he wanted her to go and run back to the house. And Julia's like, no, you know, I, I think I should stay. I think we should stay together. And, um, you know, he was pretty adamant about her running back. Mm -hmm. And, um, As we, before I get to the SR questions, um, I see in the chat room that um, Betty noted that they had Dante pillar talk, which is so funny. Mm -hmm. And she said, I would be so distracted after business time that I wouldn't notice any sounds either.
1: (laughs) Although, if you're out in the woods and it's beautiful, or in this case, the orchard, it's a beautiful night, you're in a very peaceful, Serene Mm -hmm. space, Mm -hmm. something out of the unusual hits you, like, what? (laughs) 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 What? So, yeah,
2: exactly. Well, and um, Betty said Julia's like rose from the Titanic, I'll never let go. Um, but you know, Gabriel was very, very much wanted her to run back to the house Mm -hmm. and he wanted her to be safe. so we asked him about uh, this chapter and and writing this and, and the order of the the scenes and why did you choose to intersperse the scenes? Chapter 33 was in The Orchard and then chapter 34 re- focused on Rachel and Richard. And he said, I like writing about the Clarks and the interactions among them. I thought it'd be interesting to explore the dynamic between Rachel and Richard. Um, so he wanted to kind of include that it, it, it kind of makes sense to me because it rounds out their Sealand's Grove experience, right? This is showing their home. This is mm-hmm. showing where they first met. This is showing their fam- the f- family dynamic um, and the fact that this is such a special um, safe haven for them. And especially the orchard, which is why I think you know, it's so significant having this, their, their, their little Garden of Eden being invaded and interrupted and i mean that's such a sacred space for them i know to have an an invasion like that i think would be not just you know on the surface troubling but deeper you know on a deeper level troubling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah it's uh it's I, very
1: intense. It's a very in, intense air spot scene for them, and you know, I can imagine. Can you? Can, I can just see. You know, so, oh, I wouldn't be standing up on the blanket getting dressed. I'd still be sitting down until I had to stand up to get dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, and when yeah. so so when Gabriel finally gets up or, or Julia finally gets up, Gabriel's helping her up, and he's handing her the flashlight, and he told her to you know he he's Thought there may be a teenager spying on them in the woods you know I mean I, at least know, that's I would,
2: what he said that's right? what he said yeah
1: <laughs> but you know I mean I could I, not where for me I mean we didn't go to woods we went to a lot of golf courses and and stuff oh yeah for our drinking habits in high school <laughs> but where I have my, my son where I lived when we had my son there was this place called um uh sugar sugar pond and sugar pond was this whole big forest like park area and they would go to what they mm. called the chimney um to drink and the police were always trying to get after them and couldn't because they had to do it by foot um the chimney was literally a a, a stone fireplace in the middle of the woods and they don't go out there mm. but so i can imagine you know you've got teenagers that have found a place to go so yeah it could have been you never knew
2: <laughs> this is true, <laughs> and Betty
1: said, um, "Me, this is the last
2: time we make love outdoors." Gabriel <laughs> <laughs> and Shell sang "Shimmy into the clothes." Absolutely, Anna sang "Time to fence the orchard." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and and while we're at it, this is that still Thanksgiving. We've been on Thanksgiving now. What our third week of yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is. It is. It's 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 the it's the
2: meal that keeps on giving, right? The holiday yeah. that keeps on giving. But Gabe, he says, "I'm shocked Julia was able to find her underwear with no lights." <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have a flashlight. That's true. Um, That's true. And good morning, Floor. We're glad you could join us. Yeah. We are halfway through our one and a half page chapter, um, so I'm glad you could could stop by and you can always listen um, on the podcast with, uh, at a later mm-hmm. time. You can always download it to listen. Anna said in undergrad we partied in the grotto on the nun's
1: cemetery. Oh gosh Anna. <laughs> well, I can honestly say in my senior year in high school <laughs> our, we had a graduation keg party and it was at Haverford College baseball field. Oh gosh. And Which was far enough from the buildings, so, you know, like, security wouldn't come around too much. But Mm -hmm. we were close to this one street called Darby Road, and one of the guys comes running out, the cops have stopped on Darby Road. (laughs) So now, you've got about 100 kids running into a baseball dugout. (laughs) I love it. I uh, love it. With a keg of beer. Oh my gosh! And yeah, (laughs) and here the cops had stopped two cars for whatever reason and was giving them traffic tickets. So, yes, you you always there's always a place to find. (laughs) Yes,
2: absolutely, absolutely. And um, Flora said she'll catch up on the podcast. And Black Lab Lady noted. I can picture the fury that the professor must have had, not just for the interruption of, to their intimacy, but that someone breached his paradise a special place. Absolutely. I, I know it's it's that would be just,
1: yeah, just
2: no wonder. I mean, I'm sure he was furious I mean,
1: and we know the professor can get furious. Yes. Um, so, you know, but, you know, Gabriel also thought maybe it was a deer. Right, right. and it could
2: have been it
1: could have been anything really and you know so you know gabriel said there wasn't enough time to talk about this so he's like he's at and he's really angry because again like Mm -hmm. like black lady said black lady said it was the interruption of their time together and you know it's it's a frightening interruption a little bit so um julia asked what else you know what, what he, she could do, should do. she, she call the police, and he says, no, not yet. And he kissed her forehead, pointed her to the to the way to the house, and he's like, hopefully the, she'll remember it, and sent her on her way. And he said, run. And she turned on the flashlight and hurried into the woods. Now, personally, I would not be able to run through the woods. I'd have to be able to watch. No. I was walking, but you can't walk fast, so. So we also asked uh, SR, did you envision writing a scene where Julie and Gabriel were interrupted in the orchard or did it emerge as part of the story and why did Gabriel want her to leave? And SR responded saying that he liked writing about the orchard and in this case, we see that Gabriel's previous observations of the mysterious car plays into his suspicions and he's concerned for Julia's safety as well so that... That's why he sends her back to the house without him.
2: And I, I understand that, but I I also kept thinking with her history of getting lost in the woods, even though by this point she's she's traversed that many, 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 many times. Um, I just, I can't imagine her running. But I think she'd also be scared and she also knew not to push too hard. Like she knew, she knows at this point when to counter him and when you know to choose her battles and um she wasn't going to counter him and that and walter Boo agrees he's like Walt, no, Walt, walter
1: Boo agrees that there's danger because an ambulance just went down the road with its siren
2: yes well we we heard the ambulance so i knew i knew walter would be speaking up on that as well
1: um he does walter, walter Boo. you do speak up well I'm going to throw you out the window. All right. Where's Kenzie when
2: I need her? I know. Kenzie's, uh, Kenzie will be listening to the podcast, and she'll be cursing at Walter. Oh God, um, absolutely. Betty, Betty noted, though, I can just imagine the mood swing. during Doing business time, Gabriel and Julia were singing, don't you want somebody to love? Now they are probably hearing the exorcist theme. <laughs> and no one messes with his paradise, Ashley noted. Mm-hmm. Floor said... It was such a violation to their sacred space. And he was scared, too, because he hadn't told her about the car watching the house. And I think that's, you know, I think that's also why, oh, maybe it's a teenager. I'm thinking, he might be thinking, yeah, I bet it's not the teenager. I bet it's that car, that person who is in the car. Um, uh, <laughs> Betty said, there's no way Gabriel can blame this one on Paul. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and Anna said in high school, or her boyfriend's family had a nice cottage by the creek with a beermeister and stock liquor cabinet. Um, <laughs> that was the party times. Mm-hmm. Plus the beer distributors delivered to homes and that's true. Just left the money in the mailbox. Yep. Uh, definitely yep. a different time.
1: Well and we were, Anna we, was we like, were...
2: being in the dark woods by myself. Oh hell no, is what she said. And Anna <laughs>
1: I I we were very fortunate when when I was growing up because we had Stet and met at Lizzie. And their mm-hmm. father, they were twins. They were a year ahead of me. They, mm-hmm. Their father owned the beer distributorship in Norbert, Pennsylvania. So you'd call Stett and Met, and they would have written down the order, Oh, Mrs. Toland wants to get a keg of beer here. And that's how it would get
2: delivered. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: Or you know, or whoever's parent it was, and uh, they they were the ones that had the car tricked out. They had this beautiful old red Oldsmobile convertible, probably sixty something, that they set up so that the keg would fit in their trunk of their car, and they had this line that went down out of the under the back seat and up to the dashboard of the car. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, senior year in high school, there was happy hour over by the uh, P station, which is a type of train, a trolley type train. And you'd go and and they and you had you always had your own cup and your, you know, the bag you carried with your books and everything was big enough where you could hide the cup in your bag. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah,
1: that was that was a fun time. It was a fun time. I there, as
2: I was just gonna say, Betty, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, good times with Tam, as uh-huh. Betty said, and, um, and- Betty, uh, as she, Betty also said, um, I thought the same, Leslie. I didn't think it was a good idea for Julia to walk in the forest alone. She tends to panic when she's alone, which mm-hmm. would make her make bad decisions. Into the woods is not a good idea, Shell noted. And uh, Ashley has to go for brunch. See you, ladies, next week. Have a lovely brunch. Have a good brunch, Ashley. And Shell's heading out, so have a blessed weekend to you Mm -hmm. as well, Shell. Um, And (laughs) Anna's saying it was Gail's mother, Katie, that we always used. The beer place probably
1: thought Katie was a lush. well you know one <laughs> of the one of the things I mean I went to a Catholic high school and one of you know where our football team when I was a junior in high school our, our football team went as far as they could go in a championship um in Philadelphia they you didn't get to state champions if you were in a Catholic school per se like they do today um but our school had only been open for four years so this is like Three years after opening, or, or four years after opening, we have this football team that's fantastic and, and went to the all the way. And mm-hmm. uh, and it was the city title game. And during that year, we only lost one game, and that was the very first game of the year. And um, so Staten Met always supplied the keg to the Thompsons' house. So I'm sure they thought that the Thompsons were luscious because every... Uh, Sunday, there was a, uh, there was a new keg that was brought to the house, but these keg parties at, after the football games that would happen at the Thompson's house, there were teachers, mm. th- there were teachers there. Oh my gosh. I can't,
2: it's such a different time. Su-
1: I mean, I can't even wrap my different. brain
2: around that now.
1: No, I know. Well, uh, growing up, my father I, the, I always had this group of guys and girls that always came to the house every weekend when there, you mm-hmm. know, there wasn't anything special going on and um, I can, you know my my father would buy a case of beer
0: mm-hmm.
1: depending upon how many people there were it, it, he would buy like one case of beer or a couple six packs depending on how many were there and it was enough to, to get have each person to have one beer if that, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean so that was it. And you know, you you it was um and when my son was in high school and he was like, "Well, you know, mom, I want to have a party." Blah, blah. I'm like, "No. <laughs> no. You're not having any parties because at that that point in time they were suing the parents whose homes, right? If there was well, something Well, that's... Happens. it's
2: your liability is, is liability. Right. You know, you the adult is the responsible party. Mhm. And yeah, absolutely. I I never I never bought or endorsed liquor for under 21, even mm-hmm. though I disagree with the law. Never, ever, ever did I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. Um, but I also, you know, I was working. I was mm-hmm. working for a state government. You know, I, I just, it wasn't, you know, I didn't want to, uh, and I didn't want to have the liability. I mean, I, I guess part of it was since I worked around alcohol so much, um, I just knew, I knew my, uh, I yeah, knew what I'd be. Uh, yeah, you, you get uh, to, get
1: to know your caught with, right?
2: Yeah, um, but there well, were always there were always you know people, and everybody has a different opinion. Like I say, I don't I don't believe I, I don't think the 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 age, the drinking laws, I don't think they make sense. Um, I think that I think that actually encourages binge drinking. Um, well, no, I, I think I think in Europe I
1: think the Europeans have the the right idea um, on that. And you know, in New York State, um, when the drinking age was always eighteen up until uh, the nineteen eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, I can remember going up to take care of my grandfather for a week for weekends um, at my aunt's house. And there was a little place, uh, I, f- I forget what the name of it was, but it was um, behind their house. And, and my, my cousin Johnny and my cousin Helen always said, oh, go go over there at night. You know, after grandfather's dinner and, you know, he's settled. He'll be fine. Just go, go mm-hmm. over. I never went over. I was 18. I was allowed to drink there. But because Pennsylvania was 21, I could I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah yeah
1: and also because yeah. i was probably really shy and didn't want to walk yeah. into a bar that i didn't know anybody but that's another story in itself
2: but yeah. it was but you know i mean which is uh, you being shy is is something i have to wrap my brain around but i can understand that mm-hmm. at that time in your mm-hmm. life i i totally get that um yeah i there's everyone's sharing stories which is mm-hmm. great and floor said love your stories mm-hmm. pam laissez bon thème roulette <laughs> um Black Lab Lady said, I love these stories. I was such a boring teenager. My boyfriend was a drummer in a rock band, and I was going to bars. Tall, so everyone thought I was older. But he's actually the good girl who made sure everyone else got home. Yeah, they would be good stories. (laughs) They
1: would be good stories being in a bar with a rock band.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, having a boyfriend as a drummer, that is an interesting, trust me, I've, I've hung out with enough drummers. That is a lot of interesting right there, Black Lab Mm -hmm. Lady. (laughs) Because drummers are nuts. I love them, Mm -hmm. but they're nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, No, in all seriousness, they're great. Um, Just all the drummers I've ever known have been really great souls. But fun and spontaneous and um, awesome people, frankly.
1: I um, I was always the doe-eyed one looking at the uh, folk singing teenage boy with a guitar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. I uh,
1: the
2: I think your your the black lab ladies post resonates with me though. Um, I was I was always the caretaker. I was always the watching my friends. I was the one to make sure that everyone got home. Um, I think again partly because I had worked in bars. Um, partly because I just, I, I wasn't just, I just, I wasn't one to get drunk. Like that's just not, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I could have a heck of a lot of fun without alcohol. I didn't need (laughs) to have any alcohol to loosen my, uh, inhibitions and Mm -hmm. just have fun. I, it it just was, you know, it wasn't a big thing for me. Um, yeah. Anna said her family owned restaurants with liquor licenses, so never at our house. Yeah, absolutely, that's Mm -hmm. right. Ohio had the 3.2 beer. Um, Yes, SR Fox said, I came up in the time alcohol could be bought by 16 year olds, now it's adjusted to 18. So it's at 18 over um, in uh, England.
1: And that reminds me of a SCTV skit with Bob and Doug McKenzie, and they were talking about (laughs) American beer and Canadian beer. Uh, yes <laughs> I'll have to find that and post it
2: <laughs> um Ellie said I was designated driver too also boyfriend drummer with a. I I also had a boyfriend who was a drummer yeah I love it uh Betty said cheers to the designated driver and Flora said I was doing a lot of underage drinking at 16 or 17 years old there were some gas stations selling to underage and I worked in restaurant biz so party party all the time absolutely um Flora totally um I was actually, you know, the one who wasn't wasn't drinking, but man, the the service industry definitely mm. tons, tons I've, and I, tons of I, fun. I can
1: rem- <laughs> I can remember the first time when I first moved away from home, and um, you know, you have to pay your own rent, and the job I had, I you know, it would be it was nice, but I needed more money to pay the rent, and mm-hmm. uh, so I got the second job, working in a a Bar restaurant. It was always a heavy-duty Friday and Saturday night hangout with people, and
0: it was. A sp- it,
1: I guess it was a precursor of today's sports bars. It was owned by a guy by the name of Brian Brian Highland. I think his name was Brian, who mm. actually played um, for mm. the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants, and he was in the Super Bowl game. That was blacked out by Heidi. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and he he played for the Packers and, and Vince Lombardi at the time. <laughs> oh, my God, Pam. Another
2: story for your book, I'm telling you. I,
1: he, he, and He, you know, he owned this place, and it was great. He had Leroy Neiman's hanging in there that somebody eventually stole. Mm-hmm. But... You know, you'd go in there and it would be crowded as the devil when I was working as a waitress at the tables. And there were occasions on Fridays and Saturday nights when the bartenders would, uh, they'd be imbibing along with everybody else and who couldn't work anymore. And you'd have them go sit around, go sit down someplace. So then you took over the bar and that's how I got into a little bit of bartending. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah.
2: Yep, that's that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm laughing at. um, Betty said, "How many volumes are we up to now, Pam?" (laughs) Forty-five, and um, a few more stories, and then I noticed we're now at ten fifteen. So, um, (laughs) I know you've got got too many good times. Um, Ellie Ellie said, "I recall a couple of crazy parties in high school. Met my now husband at the forensic debate teachers' house party for start of season." He walked in with his handful of albums and overtook the record player. Oh, I love that. That's, That's great. great. And Black Lab Lady noted her, the drummer and I parted company amicably after four, uh, after seven years of marriage. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. It was amicable, though. Um, she said, I agree. For me, it would have been the embarrassment of the support dis- or the disappointment from my parents. So I was the good girl my brother made up for both of
0: us.
2: (laughs) And Ellie said, we were swimmers. So the squid parties were epic. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh my
2: gosh, Ellie. I also hung out with swimmers. I, yes, I understand that. Ellie said, Hawaiian death punch. (laughs) (laughs) We caught that uh, bash here. (laughs) uh, uh, And Ellie said also spillway keg parties out in the country where they went to skate and drink much like the dazed and confused party. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Ellie. (laughs) Well, you are in California after all. Yes. That does not surprise me, not in the least. But um, but I, yeah.
1: I I do have one more, and then I'll I'll stop. Um, <laughs> see, senior year in high school, my I was I took uh, two years of Spanish, junior and senior year, mm-hmm. and it, we were in the class, and the teacher, uh, Miss Termina, I forget what her first name is, but. She, she, my friend Diane and I were both in this class. We were the only seniors in the class, and we, Diane played basketball. And there was a big basketball party at the McBrian's house, and we went. And Miss Termina was there, and and I think a couple of other teachers, and of course the basketball coach was there. And Miss <laughs> Termina got so drunk. <laughs> The teacher got uh, oh my so gosh. drunk. And I was driving, so Diana and I drove her home. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Got her in the house, and she did, did what she had. I guess she went to bed, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the next morning, we're in class, and she walks in, and she looked like she had been through the ringer. She was so over it. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm so... <laughs> i just that's just so funny i mean it's just stuff that Mm -hmm. different time you know just a Mm -hmm. very different time i love it though these have been great ellie um ellie posted a couple more she said she had some great epic parties on uh european Ah. vacation parties love the german parties Ah. the danish party not so much (laughs) oh my gosh uh, yeah. All these memories, though. I know I, I've had some epic. I've been to some epic. Uh, definitely some epic parties. That's mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one was in at Penn, Penn State has uh, this reputation of being a party school, but it really wasn't as much of one when I was there as it had been in the 70s and 80s. Um, but uh, I did go to a party at a place that was a had been a church had been converted to an apartment. Um, they ended up having a live band playing. There was a hot tub there. There was food. It went all night. It was like people were coming and going. Um, and it was just it, it was just so much fun. It was just pure fun. I mean, no one did anything completely stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so unexpected because it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you know when the live band, they the band came after they played their gig, so they probably came around two thirty in the morning, and you know then it just kicked off again. Mm-hmm. So everything's a little bit more fun with live music, I think. Absolutely, so, Absolutely. yeah. So anyway, all right, friends. Well, we've had quite, <laughs> we've had quite the chapter of uh, <laughs> quite the podcast today. <laughs> I think Sr would approve. Actually, I think he'd laugh at this.
1: He probably would.
2: We might have to ask him about his parties.
1: Um, his underage parties, not the not <laughs> of age. Although of age parties can be pretty crazy too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that—that's for darn sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: especially Halloween parties, but um, since we're in the season, so that's true. Um, I guess my question.
1: What are we? Yeah. What are we uh, listening to? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be listening, listening to, to Little Bob Dylan, "Tangled Up in Blue," and if you if you listen to the song and the lyrics, he talks about an Italian poet that a girlfriend would read to him from, and it was actually Dante that he they were talking about. So
2: I love it. I love the fact that Dylan
1: referenced Dante. I know. I just think that's so cool. So have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to all next week.
2: All right. Take care
1: Dark, at night, but the green it was best. And she turned around to look at me as I was walking away. I heard her say, Oh, my shoulder. Well,